0: Hello and welcome to So What You're Saying Is, I'm Peter Whittle. Now, if you've watched many of the interviews we've done over the past year, you'll know that one of the themes that comes up time and time again is free speech and indeed the increasing attacks and restrictions on it. You might remember that last week there was a very well publicised case. I've got this headline here from The Times, Hate Speech Policing is Orwellian, warns Judge. Now, this was a very, very important case, and I'm very pleased to say that the man at the very centre of it, who was in the High Court, is with me today, and that's Harry Miller. Hello, Harry. Hi. Thanks very much for coming. Thanks Um, for having me. And uh, also, you're mentioned as well in The Times Leader today, uh, which is about free speech and free expression. Um, This is an incredibly important moment. Um, There will be a lot of people, you know, who are watching the show who... Are not in britain i mean in american places won't necessarily know what we are actually talking about i wonder if you could just give us an overview a brief overview of how you ended up in the high courts
1: january 2019 i was in tesco's car park and um it was middle of the afternoon and i got a phone call from my managing director now i own the company um, so, and my managing director is my partner. Mm-hmm. So it's not the traditional hierarchy where the managing director rings and you sort of panic like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said, really weird, Harry. We've just had a policeman um, turn up at work at the offices. I've not given him your telephone number, but he's given me his telephone number. And if you want to ring him, give him a buzz. So I so said, did he did he say what he wanted? He said, no, not at all. But he he, he turned up in plain clothes. Like, wow. Sounds a bit serious. Uh, so I, I rang him and um, this officer answered and he introduced himself as PC Gull from Humberside Police. I said, "All oh, right, yeah, hi PC Gull. Um, what is it you want? And he said, well, we've had a complaint from down south. And I live in Immingham, which is up north. Yeah. he says, we've had a, a complaint from down south. Um, apparently, uh, your Twitter activity, um, the concern is that your workplace is not safe for trans people and <laughs> i just went you what? <laughs> what what are you on about my workplace isn't safe for trans people he says well the the person from down south uh, the victim says that um that your workplace might be unsafe i said well as far as i'm concerned I, i'm not even sure we have any trans people at my workplace and he says ah yeah that might be because you're a transphobe and i went is this some kind of wind up is this what what, what are you on about he says oh no no this is very serious we've had a had a reporting and um I'm ringing you up to have a word with you about it.
0: Yeah.
1: I said but this this makes no sense at all. I said look, let's get to the chase. He says is there anything that I've tweeted? Is there anything that I've tweeted criminal? Anything at all? And he said, "Oh no. Nothing, nothing criminal. No 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 suggestion of criminality whatsoever." I said, "So, um, why are you ringing me then?" He said, "Well, I need to check your thinking.
0: Check your thinking."
1: Yeah. He said, "I need to check your thinking." Which uh, Made me kind of smile inside and I said, All right, okie dokie. I said, So let me get it straight. You're a police officer, yeah? And you're ringing me to check my thinking. Yeah. I said, Have you any idea what that makes you? And he went, No. I said, George Orwell, mm. thought police. I said, 1984. It's a dystopian novel, not mm. a police operating manual. Yeah. And the mm. reference was like, boom, straight over his head. He'd no idea what the hell I was talking about. Mm. Uh, So we had a bit of a discussion about George Orwell and um, dystopia etc etc and I said right we've established that I've not committed any crime. I said "Uh, what's your evidence? He says, well we've got 30 tweets. I said all right. Any of them criminal? He said no 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 suggestion of criminality. I said right okay so which one in your opinion because you've got 30 tweets which one in your opinion comes closest to the mark of being criminal? The one that if I'd just gone a little bit further, yeah, oh that would yeah. have been it. It would have been criminal. Give me your, give me your worst one. Give me a very worst one out of that, them 30. And he said, right. Okie dokie. Well, there's this one here. There's a limerick. I said, a limerick. I said, I've not, I've not written any limericks. He said, oh no, you didn't write it. You retweeted it. I said, what limerick? He said, oh, it's this limerick. I I said, well, you're going to have to remind me because I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, And he said, if I remember rightly, it said, um, your breasts are made of silicon. Your vagina goes nowhere. Um, And we can tell the difference even when you're not there. Your hormones are synthetic. Now, let's just cross this bridge. What you have, you stupid man, is male privilege bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, For one, I said, that's not even a limerick, mate. That's not a limerick. You need to look up the definition of limerick. Um it says well it, it's it, it's offensive I said how is it offensive he said well it's offensive I said but you're not telling me how it's offensive he mm. said, well it's anti-trans
0: mm.
1: I said but I don't even know what you mean by anti-trans I, said, I didn't even write it he said yes but by retweeting it other people will have seen it yeah I, I said that is just absolutely that's absolutely nuts mate and he says yeah but it's not is it because you know the, the victim is very upset I said Let's just stop right there. You keep talking about the victim. There is no victim because I've committed no crime. So how could there be a victim? And he said, well, that's just what we have to call them. We have to call them the victim. I said, why? Well, we call them the victim because there might have been a crime. I said, but before you even contacted me, you decided Mm -hmm. there was no crime. Mm -hmm. So please stop using the term victim Mm -hmm. because I find that insulting. And he said, well, that's just the term we have to use but that's absolutely ridiculous. Have you not heard of free speech? Have you not heard of evidential inquiry? I'm an ex-policeman myself. This is just nonsense. And he went on in this vein for about twenty, well, actually 34 minutes. 34 minutes he went on. But he finished off by saying this. What you've got to understand, Mr. Miller, (laughs) I can barely say it without laughing. He says, what you've got to understand, Mr. Miller, is that sometimes in the womb, uh, a female brain accidentally pushes out the wrong body parts and that's what being trans is. <laughs> I went, seriously? I says, you cannot believe that. You cannot believe that. He says, yeah, I kind of went on a course.
0: I went on a course.
1: I went on a course, yeah. I went on a <laughs> oh, the course. I'm like, oh, well, there you go then. <laughs> if you've been on a course, that, uh, that explains mm-hmm. it, Done it? All right, yeah. Uh, I said, I just cannot believe that the police are ringing me up to give me some psycho babble biology that makes no sense yeah. whatsoever um, I said I'll tell you what mate you, you need to just go wash your socks and um, mm. we're into this conversation now so that was 34 minute conversation 34 yeah, minutes yeah. out of my life yeah. being told about wrong think and lady brains
0: um, I mean <laughs> you're being you're being very good humoured about it <laughs> and we're laughing but this is really serious stuff isn't it
1: well it, 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 it is serious stuff and it's so I, I went home and I said to I said to my missus, had a phone call from the cops." She uh, her immediate reaction was, "Oh God, what? Mm. Is it something to do with Twitter?" And I went, "Actually, it is, yeah." Now, what's interesting is that my wife was on Twitter as well, or had been on Twitter, and she voluntarily came off Twitter once um, a couple of police officers started following her on Twitter. Um, and at the time, I'd said. This is just ridiculous. Mm. You know, why would you come off Twitter that you're being paranoid, you're being ridiculous? Mm. We had a row about it. Um, and she says, No, no, I'm, I'm not. It's, I don't like it. I feel really unsafe with the police following me. I said, But that's just that's just nonsense. The mm. police in Britain aren't like that. You know, mm. chill, mm. take a chill pill. Mm. I've never looked good in a tinfoil hat. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Um, but who <laughs> was the flaming mug now? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it turns out that the police yeah, yeah. were following us. It turns out the police are monitoring what we're saying and even when we're committing no crime um, they're dispatching an officer to check my thinking. So as usual my wife was right.
0: This is uh, so he was actually this ended up being what is called a hate incident that's what they were saying isn't that right?
1: Yeah the College of Police guidelines which were issued by in, in 2014. Now the College of Policing is a quasi-government mm. body where the responsibility for policing and setting down the standards of policing yeah. has been um, subcontracted out by the Home Office to a private company. And the College of Policing is a, is a private mm. company. Interestingly, somebody from the College of Policing wrote to me and said, please win this case because we, it's filled with failed inspectors and academics who know nothing. Right. That was from somebody mm. who shall remain anonymous mm. in the College of Policing, but that is the College of Policing. And they set these they set these guidance these guidelines on, on hate crime. So the Hate Crime Operational Guidance, or HCOG, uh, was issued in 2014, and it addresses two things. It addresses hate crime, mm. and it addresses hate incidents. Now, the difference is this. A hate crime, for a hate crime to be a hate crime, you have to have met the threshold of a crime um, and then the hate bit is where the motivation for committing the crime is perceived um, or adjudged to have been due to a hatred against uh, a protected characteristic a hate incident is where you haven't met the threshold for a crime but the police consider it worth logging and registering etc because it may lead. To crime, It may lead to crime. Now, my understanding is that um, the justification for the hate, instant hate crime thing was the Stephen Lawrence case. Mm. Now, Stephen Lawrence in the, I think it was the 90s. Yeah, 90s. In the 90s, yeah, 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 the mm. 90s, yeah um, was a young black lad who was brutally murdered at mm. a bus stop by being stabbed by some uh, some white racist mm. thugs. The police were utterly incompetent in their investigation um, about it. it. It eventually became the subject of a report by uh, Lord Macpherson. Mm. And in the report, a very long report, he slammed the what he called the institutional racism yep. of the p- police. He slammed the idea that black people, if they ever came um, onto the police radar at all, it was only ever as a suspect, mm-hmm. um, very rarely as a victim. Um, it utterly slammed the police, and what, it, in, in a sense, what it said was, you have to take the perceptions of people who complain seriously, mm. and that's a noble thought actually. Mm. If you if you report to me that you've been the re, the, the victim of a racist mm. attack, it's no good for me as a police officer to say, well, show me your hard evidence. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't tape it. I didn't. I haven't got. Well, forget it then. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why that's what that's what the HCOG was addressing. Okay, you, 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 you should take victims seriously, even if they can't bring hard evidence mm-hmm. to the table. All very noble. But of course, what's happened is we've taken this no evidence required thing to an absolute illogical extreme where rather than having no concrete evidence, it now means no evidence whatsoever. At all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody perceives an action to be hateful, it is hateful no there is no excuse there is no defense you can't give a reason and say well actually I was I was engaging in this or I was engaging that Mm -hmm. Because that's what I said Um, we we, we complained to the police um, and I said look I was engaged in a political debate okay those tweets Mm were form part and parcel Mm -hmm. of the rough and tumble of political debate and um, the context is the government has called it called in 2018 for um, discussion about reform to the gender recognition act now at the moment if you are a trans if you are a trans person you get protection if you have or intend to hold a gender recognition certificate that's what the the 2010 equalities act uh, says now there's a move to reform the 2004 GRA, Gender Recognition Act, to uh, one of self-identification, where I don't need to get a a GRC, I don't need to go through any medical process, I don't need to go through any psychological assessment. All I need to do is say, yesterday I was a man, today I'm a woman. Mm. That's it. Mm. Um, And the government rightly saw some of the bear traps um, that were were clearly implicit in in such a move, and called for a discussion. So I was engaged in the discussion. Now of course, Twitter is a fairly um, unsubtle and fairly brutal medium because oh, yeah. you don't get the chance to write long essays or anything, it's, 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 it's basically the market square, it's the social pub, it's the back and forth of, of debate and it involves a little bit of insult and a little bit of coarse language. It's the marketplace. So this is the context that I was, I was tweeting in. And I explained this to the police via you know, official channels. I put in a, a formal letter um, and they weren't having any of it. They, they just stuck to the line. Well, somebody's complained, therefore it's mm. transphobic. Mm-hmm. So I, I put in a complaint a formal complaint to the assistant chief constable no, against the assistant chief constable of Humberside, ACC, Scott Young, because he'd done a press announcement where he said um, we are in possession of 30 transphobic tweets, not 30 tweets that were reported to us as transphobic, 30 transphobic tweets. Now, that that has already given a judgment analysis, a positive analysis, that the tweets are Mm. transphobic. Mm. So I said, you've got to take that down. It's Mm. just not true. And they said, no. And I said, while we're at it, you need to remove the hate incident against my name. And they said, no, it's mandatory recording. It's going to stay there. And we said, no, you will remove it.
0: Where would it actually be recorded? Can you... Uh, Harry, where 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 would it be recorded
1: it would be it would be recorded on whatever the police database is yeah. recording um, hate incidents now initially i wanted it removing as a matter of as a matter of principle mm. i didn't for one second think it would have any effect on me or anybody else but as a statist- simply as a s- statistic alone i felt that it was wrong mm. that there should be a, st- a statistic Supporting this notion of hate, yeah. and that to have my incident included on it was giving a entirely false impression to everybody about the rates of uh, hate incidents. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. F- so from that level, mm. I just knew it was wrong. If we're going to have statistics, mm. and we're going to have statistics that mean something and that inform something and that inform action, then the statistics need to be accurate. And so, it was at that level that I initially began to challenge it because it struck me as being entirely wrong, and these, entirely just.
0: These and are, these are statistics, or the, if there's a notification, they can presumably be looked at for future by future employers, things like ah, that.
1: well, initially what I thought was it becomes simply a statistic. No name, nothing. It's just yeah. hate incident. You know, I've notched, I, I've ratcheted it up by one number. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was enough. I, even though I didn't imagine my name was attached to it, the simple ratcheting up of a hate incident, I felt was wrong. So it was on that basis that I began uh, my, my appeal. Now, the interesting thing is, you have you have one go at appeal um, with the police, and it's the police who are judging themselves, uh, which is which is not really great, is mm-hmm. it? So, the police have done this. I say the police have done this. I think it's wrong. They investigate themselves and go, but we've done nothing wrong." Yeah. And you go, well, you have done something wrong. Well, we've decided we haven't done anything wrong. Unfortunately, in this in this case, the the, the next stop on the way of appeal is the High Court right. via judicial review. Mm. And that costs, you need to put up around about £150,000. That's what you need to budget mm. for a High Court mm. uh, appeal. Now, who can do that?
0: Exactly. Who, yeah. can, who, yeah. who
1: can do yeah. that? So of course most people the vast majority of people are just going to take it on the chin in fact i had a radio interviewer months ago said to me um harry why don't you just take it on the chin like most people and i said because that's the point most people do just take it on the chin i'm not most people and the police shouldn't be giving it on the chin in the first place Mm-mm. that's why i'm not taking it on the chin now we thought that this was simply about notching up a statistic which was bad enough but then it turned out, we, we asked um, a few um, inquiring questions. Can this, um, well, initially, let's just roll it back a minute. Let's roll it back a minute. Remember I said that um, they'd given me this, this they, they told me that there, there was this one limerick. Yeah. Okay. But, they, but this one limerick represented 30 other tweets. Mm-hmm. I wrote to the police and said, can I see the other 30 tweets? And they said, no. And I said, well, how am I supposed to learn and how am I supposed to modify my behavior if I don't even know what it is I've said? They said, well, you know what you've said because you wrote the tweets. I said, but I've written hundreds, thousands of tweets. Which which ones Mm. are they? And they said, well, we're not gonna tell you. Mm. I thought, that's just nonsense. So I put in a, what's called a subject access request to the police where I said, give me all data on myself, All data, everything, including the tweets. It took me three months to get a copy of the tweets. I didn't get a hold of the tweets until June. June. Um, Two things here. One, when I read the tweets, I was frankly stunned, just stunned. Because over that period of time, my mind had started playing tricks with me. Had I got drunk one night and yeah, tweeted, exactly. yeah, yeah. punch a tranny mm, or mm. something like that, you mm, know, mm. my wife, who'd had shown great support of me, mm. said, What What did he tweet? What did he tweet? And, you know, I'd search mm. back through my, my stuff. Well, and um, I think, well, it might be on a deleted thread. I might have answered somebody on a thread that's now deleted or unblocked. I, I don't know. I just don't know. But it's a long time for it to mess with your mind and mm. think, I wonder, I wonder. Because I've set the ball rolling with. Uh, the, the, with a the judicial review, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder if there's something in those tweets that I'm going to be really, really embarrassed about. Yeah. Then when they finally came through as a result of a subject access request, I read th- I read through them and I did not sleep that night. I was so, I was so angry. Mm. I was, I don't think I've, I can't remember ever being as angry because there was nothing, there was nothing. This is a sample of some of the tweets, okay. Yeah. Sheffield women know the difference between lads and lasses. Mm. That's one. Another one was, um, I retweeted an article by Andrew Gilligan from the Sunday Times. Another one was simply, my son's at Oxford, and um, he he rang me up uh, about um, protesters at at, at a Steve Bannon um, speech Mm. at, at, at the union, and I'd simply tweeted, just had the sun on from Oxford, apparently the anti-Jenny Murray crowd are out baying and spitting at students going to see Steve Bannon.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. I, how is that? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't even touch the subject of yeah, trans, yeah. except it does. Yeah. Because I mentioned Jenny Murray, and the mere mention of Jenny Murray, Dame Jenny Murray, who is a long-established BBC Woman's Hour presenter, mm. Was um, bullied out of going to speak at Oxford because she dare write a piece that simply suggested that trans women were not the same as biological women. Mm. That was it. So she was bullied from from going to speak at the Oxford Union. And simply mentioning Jenny Murray was enough for it to be considered hate speech. Of course, there were some other more ripe um, tweets in there. I'd said, uh, which i think has been quoted quite a lot that um i'd said um i i was i was assigned mammal at birth but i identify as fish mm. don't miss species me fuckers mm. um and okay it's choice language but actually it does make a serious point mm. i was i was using existential humor i suppose mm. um to make a point because if it's possible to simply identify identify yourself out of your sex and cross the boundary between male and female why is it not possible to cross the boundary between mammal and fish yeah. why it doesn't make yeah. any sense yeah. if we can if we are in the process of being able to identify identify out of a biological fact, mm. why does it have to finish between male and female and so for me I was actually addressing what I consider to be a serious, serious point, albeit with sardonic, fairly unsophisticated humour. But that was considered hate. Now, when they talk about hate, they say it's hate that is likely to escalate to crime and the crime they have in mind is the stabbing of somebody at a bus stop. I find that to be just just ludicrous. So we've got these 30 tweets that they came back. I was fuming about that. But also in the um, subject access request came my my report, the incident log. And what was interesting is this. It says crime report on it.
0: Crime report?
1: Yeah. It's headed crime report. Right. Big letters. Yep. Crime report. And then below that it says offence, mm. trans hate. Mm. And then below that it says suspect, Harry Miller. Mm. And then somewhere way down in the terms and conditions box, you know, right down the bottom, it says category crime, non-crime. Crime,
0: Crime, non-crime, non-crime. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Crime, non-crime. Yeah, yeah. So if you're at all familiar with Orwell, Mm. you instantly start thinking about double speak, duck speak. It's just absolute nonsense. So now I've got my name attached to a crime report where I am named as the suspect Mm. for a a offence. That is a crime non-crime yeah. so this is beginning to feel a little bit serious now so then we said who else has got access to this report well it depends all right all right so some other people do have access to this report then who well it's in the gift of the chief constable mm-hmm. but um it can appear on an enhanced dbs check a dbs check mm-hmm. is basically a, a crime records check so well, under what circumstances would that be released as an enhanced DBS check? Well, if you applied for certain jobs. Well, what jobs? Well, if I applied for, to a school or a college or a university or anything that worked with vulnerable people at all, then that would be flagged up and it would appear on the pre-employment check. And I said, well, what do you think is gonna happen when my application goes in and they pick up this bit of paper that's headed crime report do th- what do you think they're going to do i'll tell you what i'm going to do if i see that i'm going to tear up the application and just throw it in the bin exactly i'm right. not going to, i'm not going to wait i'm mm. not going to read through it and make a judgement and then hope that i spot the nine, cr- nine the crime non crime bit and then just dismiss it i'm going to make a, a value judgement on whether to employ this person mm. based on this and what i see there is crime report so actually this has gone from being Simply about notching up a statistic to having a very real world impact. So then you ask the question, right, is this just me? Am I just that one unlucky one? Izzy Lyons at the Telegraph did a bit of digging and um, she came up, there have been 89, I think it was 87 or 89,000 of these crime non crimes in the last four years. 87,000. There's been a, another report, by another report, I can't remember who, it's gone up to 120,000.
0: I think it's like 120 since 2014 or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: 2014, 120,000 yeah. people. Now, yeah. in that 120,000 people, I am sure there mm. are some thoroughly nasty people whose mm. details mm. actually ought to be recorded somewhere because mm. it may well be that they are the next stabbers mm. of somebody to bus mm. stop. It mm. may mm. be that. But in, in, in this country, in a civilised society, we don't capture everybody on the off chance that we're going to capture the right one somewhere. Yeah, we yeah, don't do yeah, exactly. that. That is that is simply wrong. <laughs> that is the kind of behavior that you expect from, I don't know, um, the Cold, War, yeah, yeah. Cold War, yeah, Cold War police forces.
0: In fact, this is what the judge said, you know, this is what the headline was here. Um, the judge implied, didn't he, that, or in fact said that, we don't do this kind of thing in this country. This is Orwellian. We don't have a Stasi, you don't have a Gestapo, any of that stuff.
1: Well, he said, he said, we've never had a Stasi, a Gestapo, or a checker. Mm. He, he, if he'd have picked one of those three, mm. it would have been bad enough. Mm. But he picked three because the judge, Mr Justice Knowles, who, quite frankly, is now the poster boy, the poster judge of radfems uh, mm. absolutely everywhere yeah. because he spoke the truth, he spoke the truth.
0: Were you surprised?
1: I was surprised at the, I wasn't surprised at the judgment against Humberside, no. I thought that was, any by any test of reasonableness, um, they had to be found to have broken, uh, to, to, to have trampled all over my our human rights. I could not see how they could possibly have gotten away with that at all. What surprised me was the weight of the judgment yeah, upon them. Yeah. I mean, he, out of all the words, out of all the images he could have picked, he picked Orwell, he quoted On Liberty by Mill, and then he referenced the Stasi, the Cheka, and the Gestapo. I mean, mm. it's a stunning, stunning judgment. He said that the uh, the witness that Humberside had presented, and whose details were all redacted, though simply known as Mrs B, that they were operating on the outer edges of rationality. Right. It was it was it was a scathing scathing judgment. Now, what's interesting is, just imagine for a second you're you're the police, you're the chief constable, you're the PCC, you're you're an officer. Senior officer in Humberside, and you've had a high court judge call you that. What, 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 what would the rational response be? Do you think? What you wouldn't expect is a traffic update about roadworks in Gull mm. followed mm. by a statement that says, "We've read the judgment, and we're going to have a learning moment. Mm. Moving forward, mm. we're going to have a learning moment.
0: A learning, a learning moment. moment. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, a learning moment. They, they, they basically done the management two step, mm. which is reflect two, three, move forward two, three, Mm -hmm. and that's it that's it, they've been called the Gestapo, the Stars in the Checker, they've been likened to an Orwellian police force um, and they think that the appropriate response is to have moving forward, have a learning moment absolute nonsense, absolute nonsense, they've treated it as though they've been found guilty of trampling on somebody's daffodils in pursuit of a missing cat The the
0: thing is I can't help feeling that, you know, you took it, you weren't going to let this lie. No. So you took it right to where it should go, high court. But there'll be a lot of people, you know, I'd say almost maybe even the majority, who will be so intimidated, uh, they, you know, you're switched on enough to know, when you look at the statement and it says, crime, non-crime and heck on a lot of people will just start to get frightened and they will just sort of like just back away just to let them get on with it i mean this is the worrying thing is it not it's usually that, worrying
1: it's worrying but that is that is precisely um, what they're wanting to do yeah they don't give you they don't give you the law they can't say what law you've broken they don't even give you the evidence in my case mm-hmm. they just say back off mm. because if you don't back off you are in danger of becoming a criminal mm. so the reasonable person backs off, but I think it was George Bernard Shaw who said that all hope rests with the unreasonable person yeah, in such yeah, circumstances. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I am the unreasonable person. I am, I'm just bullheaded. One, I knew, I knew that I'd not tweeted anything awful because I'm not awful. Mm. I don't hate trans people. It, mm. I'm just not, I'm, I'm not that sort of person. I'm just simply not. Mm. Um, Secondly, I'm an ex-police officer from Humberside, so the whole mystique of the police don't really watch with me.
0: Actually, as a, as a former policeman, you know, when you look at the police, you're dealing with the police yeah. now, do you recognise what you see? or No,
1: I don't recognise it at all. I mean, it's absolute nonsense. Now, the vast majority of the police are doing a form of policing which is entirely recognisable to mm, me. Mm. They're, 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 they're at the sharp end they're doing a fantastic job. My issue is not with the police, it is with the thought police mm. who are a division of the actual police. Mm. This is what worries me. Only only this week I found that the same the same PC who rang me up. Do you know what he was doing earlier this month?
0: What?
1: He was at a bakery in Humberside teaching the bakers about hate crime. Why would you do that? I mean, there's there's only two possibilities. Either bakers are very likely to go stab somebody, and I can't Mm, see that, or mm, mm. hit him with a hard Mm, flipping mm. bread roll or something, I I don't know. Or, more likely, this is what I think, he's teaching them to be victims. He's teaching them to recognise victimhood. Mm, mm, Why? Because the HCOG also says that a reduction in statistics, is not an acceptable target. Mm, mm. So they have to. The HCOG says they have to keep their statistics up, and it says it doesn't matter whether hate crime is is going down. The statistics have to go up. Yeah. So there's the motivation. Yeah. They, they're pitch- going around teaching people to be offended.
0: Yes, exactly. Also, in the case of the baker's, maybe. Is- you know, just in case they don't want to do a cake for somebody or something like that. You know, those sort of cases as well. <laughs> it could well be it that. It might be that. It, might, it be that, might, yeah. might well be that. Yeah, it might be that. thing is, um, you... So, basically, the you won this part of the it. case, the Judicial yeah. Review, Harry. But the the College of Policing was upheld, wasn't it? In other words, they misapplied their guidelines. Isn't that right? No. In, in, no? No, no.
1: We talk... We took the College of Police um, to do judicial review and Humberside Police for this reason. Humberside's defence was we followed the guidance. Mm. We followed the national guidance. So we go, okay, well, who issued the national guidance? The College of Police. Mm. Okey-dokey. In that case, we will take them to court as well Mm. for issuing the guidance, Mm. which Humberside followed. Now, what I would have expected was that the College of Policing, in order to protect their guidance, would have put some distance between their guidance and the actions of Humberside. They would have said, our guidance is correct, but you, Humberside police, you didn't follow the guidance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That way we protect our guidance mm. whilst throwing you to the dogs. But that's not what happened. The College of Police defended to the hilt the actions of Humberside, point to point. You couldn't blow a breath of wind between the two defendants at all so we have this peculiar situation where Humbersides say we followed the guidance, the college says we agree you followed the guidance, the judge says yes you followed the guidance the guidance is legal but you Humberside police are thoroughly illegal which leaves us in this quite strange and peculiar and almost, well, very illogical position because 1 plus 1 equals 3 in this instance. So, I think the College of Police know that there's a problem though, because um, they waved through our request to go direct to the Supreme Court. They didn't object. They've supported the application to go to the Supreme Court because we think that they know there is a severe problem mm. with the guidance. Now, of course, they're defending it, but I think they know there's an issue. I think this is a case of they want somebody higher up, yeah, in the Supreme Court, to make the decision for them. That's what I think.
0: So, what are you doing now? What is your what is your next course of action
1: then? Our next course of action is to um, is to uh, present well appeal to the Supreme Court. The judge, Mr. Justice Knowles, has given us licence a certificate to appeal to the Supreme Court. Now, the Supreme Court only take, what, 11, 12 cases a year, I think, so they don't have to take our case. Mm. If they choose not to take our case immediately, then we'd take a step back and go yeah. to the Court of Appeal. Mm. Um, then the Court of Appeal may then say go to the Supreme Court. But we're hoping to leapfrog and go direct, because it's, of, it's not only of national importance, mm. actually, it's of international importance, because other countries around the world take the lead in terms of law from the UK and I think everybody knows that. I mean the the judgment hadn't been out for half a day before there was a statement from Number 10. Yeah, Everybody knows the needs looking at. Everybody.
0: We talked a bit earlier about the definition which is at the root of all of this really. I mean the way that guidelines are applied does one thing but the actual definition that you've already referred to of hate incident or a hate crime. It's this thing where there's all sorts of problems wrong with it, are there not? Yeah. Uh, first of all, victim is used immediately. The word victim, as you said, you should at least be just a complainant, shouldn't you? Yeah. But a victim it's already there. It's yeah. already kind of like loaded. Yeah. yeah, it's all very loaded, yeah. But it's the, in the perception of the victim mm-hmm. that there is hostility. Or, or, or any third or party. Or anybody else. Yeah. Or anybody else. Now, that means... In legal terms, anybody, someone watching this now can decide that this is some form of hate incident or something. Exactly. And they can report it. And that would be then on the statistics, wouldn't it?
1: Yes, yes, it it would be on the statistics. In fact, you talk about irony. Um, Mrs B, who is the the complainant in my case, um, published a statement anonymously two days ago in which they... Uh, accuse the judge of a hate incident
0: <laughs> really <laughs> yeah well you see so, by their own logic i guess uh, you know by their own yeah. skewed logic it i is. guess you can see it can't yeah, you it is yeah.
1: because yeah. The, because the guidance says there is man- mandatory yes. recording yeah elsewhere it says use common sense mm. but elsewhere it says mandatory recording mm. so which is it mm. is it common sense or is it mandatory because it can't be both words yeah. mean something yeah. and mandatory means mandatory that's what it that's what it says and also the definition of hate if you look at the definition of hate it, it includes a dislike of
0: that's right this is in the uh, this is in the CPS yeah. uh, sort of definition is it with hostility can mean, as you say just simple dislike yeah. what 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 does that mean? I've no idea, practice?
1: but in, well, one of the things it does mean is this that Momentum is a hate group.
0: Yes. Because right. the
1: Momentum make no apology at all for hating on Tories. Mm-hmm. So why is that not a hate? Why is mm-hmm. that not? Why are they not a hate group?
0: You said before we started recording uh, that this was a kind of, like a form of psychosis that we're grouped I mean, it does seem to me to be that there's a kind of madness going on, isn't there?
1: Well, Douglas Murray writes about it, doesn't he? Yeah. He talks about the madness of crowds, yeah. and that's exactly what we've got here. We've got a, we've got a form of utter, utter madness where black is white, up is down, right is wrong. It, it's, everything is... He, evidence can be no evidence. Yeah, yeah. How can, that's what the guidance says. No evidence of the hate element is required for a hate incident mm. or a hate crime. How can that be? How mm. can there be... How can it say no evidence is required? Mm. That's just nonsense. It's a heckless charter. Mm. It's a lunatic's charter, mm. quite frankly. And Mrs. B, in my case, the judge was kind by saying that they were operating on the outer edges of rationality. I'd say they were just plain flipping nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, nutters are gonna nutter. But what is really worrying is that the the police thought it was a good idea yeah. to use the testimony yeah. of a raging lunatic.
0: That's because they've been on a course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: but the, the the you read you read through the the, the official victim mm. statement, the the evidence that homicide presented, and it says Harry Miller is a bigot. He and rants and rage. it says. Um, that I'm in a conspiracy with James Kirkup of The Spectator mm. uh, and um, and Joni Walsh from The Telegraph. I'm, mm. I'm, in a, I'm running a hate group with them. And then it says quite bizarrely that 80 years ago, I would have been persecuting the Jews. 40 years ago, I would have been persecuting the blacks. 30 years ago, I would have been persecuting uh, homosexuals. Mm. Well, one, I wasn't alive 80 years ago. It may come as a surprise to you. And uh, 30 years ago, I was living with two homosexuals, and I don't recall persecuting either of them. Mm, mm. So it's just patent nonsense. Mm. And what is worrying is the police, with an entirely straight face, mm. presented this as evidence. Mm. Now, there is what is known in Radfem circles and free speech circles as the Mr. Justice Knowles eye roll. Now, my understanding is that High Court judges aren't supposed to roll their eyes. <laughs> but but the provocation in this mm, instance was mm, such mm. that even he, with his steely, judgy self, could not but help himself, and his eyes almost rolled into eternity
0: <laughs> uh, uh, at that. What was the reaction, what has the reaction been on the whole, uh, Harry, of the media to your case? I, I don't I mean, I know that, We've got the press on the one hand, but say the broadcast media. People who've had your, are they broadly sympathetic, or have you found yourself being exasperated by it?
1: I've been exasperated. um I was exasperated by my local BBC, who, who you know, you go and give an interview to them, and then they cut the interview right down, so you're basically saying very little, and then they would have a local trans person on who would be going on about how jokes can be so cruel all right well mm-hmm. i don't recall writing it. i'm thinking i didn't do any jokes i was mm-hmm. part of a discussion but hey mm-hmm. that's local that's local news for you but then the press by and large has been incredibly sympathetic last week i was on um pm uh, i think i was i was the top story on pm uh, straight after the judgment and what what stunned me is that the interview i can't remember his name Um, all he wanted to talk about was why I wasn't more kind why I wasn't Mm. kinder Mm. the story is not about kindness Mm. here the story is about a police force Mm. those have been called the Gestapo Mm. the Stasi and the Cheka and you want to talk about why can't we all be kind Mm. that's that's why I say there's a collective madness there is a collective madness and the BBC um, in certain instances are part and parcel of that madness oh
0: without question what has been the kind of effect on uh, of this uh, on you uh, i mean have you had you know has it been sort of like a, a few long dark you no know, nights as it were of the soul or? Yeah,
1: well, you talk about a long night of the soul i did i had one i had one very long dark night of the soul which was in october and it was it it occurred when the the witness statements from humberside came in mm. Uh, up until that point, I I knew I was in a fight of a little man me mm. against a very large organisation, homicide, and then an even larger organisation, the College of Policing. But still, in my naivety, I thought that we were fighting fairly. Mm. Okay, it was a flyweight against a heavyweight, yeah. but still, we were going to be fighting fairly. Then I read the then I read the the statements, and. My heart dropped out my arse, the truth be told. Mm -hmm. Because they lied. Mm -hmm. Just plain, Mm -hmm. straightforward lie. Lie number one was that um, PC Gull's statement said, I did not say I need to check your thinking. Well, he did. Mm -hmm. He did. Mm -hmm. Absolutely he did. Mm -hmm. You know, strike me down, strike my family down. He said it. We had a full discussion about 1984. No -hmm. doubt about it. Second lie, he didn't say about fetuses growing the wrong body parts, and that's what being trans is. Again, 100% mm, lie. Mm. Absolute lie. Third lie was that it was a phone call which lasted no more than 20 minutes. Except I rang him, remember, mm. and it was a 34 minute phone mm, call. Mm. So another lie, verifiable lie. Mm. But even if it was only a 20 minute phone call, Mm. What he said he said in that phone call wouldn't last 2 minutes, mm. let alone 20. What else did we dis- what did we discuss? Mm. Did we discuss the football? Mm. Did we plan a family holiday together? Mm. Mm. Did we ask about each other's kids? What did we talk about yeah. for 20 minutes? Even if it, even if your 20 minutes was right, you can't fill it. My account, you can fill all 34 and some. Mm. So at that point I realized, oh my god, not only are they heavyweights but they've got a knife down the 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 trouser pocket and a horseshoe in the glove and um, I was very nearly very nearly broken very very nearly broken
0: well it sort of shakes one's whole confidence in you know what we've grown up believing in a way about our institutions doesn't it
1: well like I said to you earlier I'm not a I don't look good in a tinfoil hat Mm. I'm not a conspiracy Mm, theorist mm. I will back the police Absolutely, one hundred percent to the hilt. Mm. Um, I think, by and large, police officers are good. I think our for- police force is good. I'm pro. I am absolutely prime pro police. Mm. And to see absolute lies being presented mm. for mm. the High Court stunned me. I had a very near breakdown. It was October. Um, I I just lost it. I took my car to um, the Humber Bridge. I got out of my car and I started walking across the Humber Bridge and I looked over and thought, God, that would be tempting. Just mm. just stop it all now. Mm. I don't think I really, I don't think I, I think it would be wrong to say that I, I was on the point of jumping, mm. but I knew I was in a really bad place, mm. really bad place. So what I did was I just kept walking. I decided, my rational brain said, just keep walking. Get as far away from that bridge Mm -hmm. as is possible. Mm -hmm. And I walked and I walked and I walked. I was wearing a pair of gardening shoes and and an old jumper and a a gilet. I walked and walked. And um, I was still walking at half past 12 at night. Mm -hmm. I'd walked 30 miles Mm -hmm. 30 miles. And eventually I got picked up by by my wife found me and the police found me and um, I was frozen solid, yeah, absolutely frozen solid. And I didn't know what I was doing, I was, just, I was just out of it. My wife took me home, I eventually got warm and then I woke up the following morning and um, my wife said, do you wanna give up? And I said, we can't, can we do, we just can't. And she said, you're right, we can't give up. Mm. We've come this far, mm. we've gotta keep going and we did but mm-hmm. but you talk about the long night of the soul I had that was that was a long yeah. night that was a really long night because you I'm a tough guy yeah yeah right I'm not I'm not I'm a tough fella mm. but there the police and the hum, the Humberside police and the College of Policing and Humberside lying mm. straight forward lying mm. it absolutely ripped my world apart it really really did I was I was not expecting that
0: when you stood outside the High Court last last week, uh, I hope you had a different feeling.
1: I, I loved it. Yeah, it was it was a superb feeling because there was the personal vindication, of course, which is good for mm. which is good for my family um, because you know you don't want you, they don't want a family member mm. to be associated mm. with hate and this that and the other, even if they know. Mm. There's nothing in it. It's really nice to have a high court judge course, yeah. um authenticate that. Mm. But more more I think for my organisation, Fair Cop, the support I've had from the, the Fair Cop members, which includes serving police officers and a whole bunch of really, really good people mm. who've got to remain anonymous, obviously. Mm. Um
0: and the public, presumably. And for the
1: public, yeah. Because I knew I knew that this was a watershed Moment, mm. and I knew that the um, the language that Mr Justice Knowles had, u- had, had used was going to send shockwaves through absolutely mm. everything. Mm. I mean, to have a High Court judge say what he said, yeah. You know, the, the the judgment is 65 pages long. There are something like 290 paragraphs in it. The paragraph he chose, I think it's paragraph 279. That's the bit that he read out: right. Gestapo, Stasi, Cheka. I'm like
0: get in there yeah. Justice Knowles and this is uh, this is the first case of its kind isn't yeah. it I mean this is a this is a landmark
1: absolutely landmark case oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say it and every, even even now saying it, I'm thinking yeah I'm looking at myself thinking how did I end up here <laughs> You know, my, my my life is about walking the dogs and doing yeah, a bit yeah, with yeah. the business and playing Candy Crush and watching Netflix. It's yeah, not about it's not about changing the world, but um, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing.
0: Well, no, Harry, thank you so much for telling us chapter and verse on that. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's a remarkable story. and Congratulations, and also all the very best for what you do next. You know. With, yeah, you know, absolutely. We've got a,
1: we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot going. On. We've got the Supreme Court. And the little teaser. This this story with homicide mine. I'll be over yet.
0: All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed, Harry. Um, thanks for watching. Um, please do subscribe, won't you? And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.